0: This is an AMI podcast. This is an AMI podcast. The couple times that I've tried to put on mascara, I get it on and then I put my glasses on and it smears up my glasses. Are my eyelashes too long? I don't understand. Jenny Bovard and friends share the funny and awkward moments that come from life with vision loss. I'm simply here to tell you some real stories in a real way from my own personal experiences. Low Vision Moments, new episodes every month. Download this AMI podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. This is Double Tap Canada. Welcome to Double Tap Canada, the show where blind people talk tech. Have your say. Call or text us at 844-971-1999. That's 844-971-1999. Tweet at Double Tap Canada. Find us on Facebook. Just search for Double Tap Canada. Now here's your favourite Double Tappers.
1: Oh, hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Double Tap Canada. It is I, Stephen Scott, back with you here once again for another Hour of Technology Talk. And uh, we've got a lot to talk about this week As always, I'm joined by my chums I've got Sean Price. Ah yes, there's a moose loose
2: about this hoose Which I think means something very different in Canada, if I'm (laughs) honest Uh, Sean Price, how are you today? I'm very good, slightly disturbed by the second use of the word chums for another week uh, But (laughs) I'll let that go, no I'm good, thank you Stephen, how are you? I'm alright, I'm alright Trump is
1: gone, he's gone, hey check, check the news Mark I think he's finally
3: gone uh, well, I mean, his plane's in the air as of recording the show. So, um. bye, <laughs> bye, bye. He'll be back. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Hope the uh, door didn't hit your backside in the way out. Um. Anyway, hello, welcome to. Hi. It. Welcome to it. We're oh, here oh. again. Are we all good this week? Are we feeling good? I feel good. I don't yeah. know why, but I feel good. Yeah.
2: yeah. There's something oh, in God. the air. That you know something's changed and it's uh, changed air for Force the better. One. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, very good. Well done. <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah. It does, it does feel better. Um, I mean, I don't know why, because, you know, the world is still terrible, but, you know,
2: things oh. just feel better. Keep it light, Stephen, will you? And hello, Mark, by the way. Did you actually intro, Mark? Oh, I hi. think you forgot. No, he didn't. No, uh, he didn't. Sorry, Mark. <sighs> okay, sorry, sorry. Uh, and Mark
1: Afalalo's here as well. Hello, Mark Afalalo. Oh, hi! Hey!
3: How are you? There
2: we go.
1: Uh, are we all happy now? Yes. Shall we get on with it? Uh, okay, so I want to talk about my new toy. Oh, I got a new toy. It's all Mark's fault. I think basically, I did. Look, you
3: know what? Don't blame me. It's your
2: it fault. It is. Yep.
1: Oh, this is your fault because, look, I mean, this is the thing, right? Mark comes up with something, and I go, mm, okay, and then I think about it for a couple of days, and then I end up buying it. Now Mark's doing the same with stuff I'm suggesting to him. We're we're bad for each other. It's all right for Sean because he's got no money, so he doesn't buy anything. I'm buying so, nothing. You know, it's good.
2: <laughs> Keep up with the afflaloos. It's impossible. <laughs> <laughs> this is a new show. Is that a new show? Uh, keeping up with the
1: Afalalos. Keeping, keeping up with the <laughs> Um But yeah, so I decided, well, I, I say decided. I was kind of forced into a purchasing decision this week because my mixing desk um, didn't like the new device I connected to it. And it exploded. Yes. So... Um, yeah, for that reason, I thought maybe I should buy a new one because the one I had was dead. I was asking uh, Sean. Uh, we, we I called you last week and I said to you, um, I mean, I'm telling you this that you don't know you were there. Did you? But okay, I yes. said to you, I, I said uh, if if you're pressing a button on the mixing desk and it's going <laughs> and, and
2: smoke comes, yeah, smoke's coming out every single time. Is that bad? It is if it's not the crackle and smoke button Then yes, it shouldn't do that (laughs) It's not one of those
1: mixers It's not one of those Uh, So yeah, I had to get a new one So I've bought myself one which is app controlled And um, this is scary stuff I tell you, this is terrifying Although
3: thankfully I have an Afalalo who can help me uh, you know, um, Stephen, I, uh, I never say I told you so. I would never <laughs> say I told you so because saying I told you so is like just it's it's cheap, like throwing it? something in someone's face. Yeah. You would never want to say I told you so to someone like especially you, because if I told you I told you so months and months ago, then you wouldn't have wasted all this time and rewiring. And Oof. and uh, then that w- we would have been in a different situation a lot earlier and you would have been enjoying this uh, way earlier. But we don't want to do that because i would never say I told <laughs> you
1: so.
2: It does feel like I told you so. No, I, I'm glad he's not said it.
3: No, I wouldn't
1: say. No, it. I wouldn't he say wouldn't it. say that. He's, he's he's a good guy, and uh, I'm glad he didn't. But actually, if you did say it, you'd have been right, because uh, yeah, this is an amazing piece of kit. It's the Mackie DL165s, catchy, and um, yeah. he just
3: added a number in that. By the did way, did I? So he just, yeah, yeah, he did. As <laughs> the, the L1, there's no five. There's, oh, no, there's five. no five. It's just the DL16. Uh, uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs>
1: well, you see, I got the upgraded one Mark. Yeah, not what you has got. got. Uh, <laughs> Unless want, they change the more five. things in the UK,
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> everything's just called something different over here. Let's just go with that. Um, but yeah, th- this is a great mixer. So it's a, it's a rack mount mixer. You can get, I think, you can buy an equivalent that has got the kind of surface, and you can you know have all your knobs and your faders and all your lovely stuff. Nope.
3: No, no equivalent. Nope. Okay. Not not equivalent of this. No. Nope. Well, uh, the only other ones with knobs are um, the actual analog mixers, the analog Mackie mixers, which I used to love. Or they. Yeah, and they have, um, now they have a big daddy version of that mixer, which is called the 32R. Oh, yes. It's been out for many, many years. Um, I have that one, um, and that one you, you can do. control with a giant 16-fader <laughs> desk, as you would call it, or a mixer, as I would call it. Um, but the size of that mixer is not something you'd want to keep on a desk. It's not. It's, it's gigantic. Yeah. I use it for events, but uh, it sits in storage most of the life. Well, that's it. I mean, I must admit, I'm not short of space, but
1: it's more about the, I I don't know, just I I kind of like a clean working environment. (laughs) And that is very unusual as I sit here right now (laughs) with about 8,000 cables around me um, that I've yet to clear away. So clean working environment doesn't apply here. But no, this is great. So it's a right mount piece of kit, basically a box you plug all your microphones and your inputs and your outputs to. And then everything's controlled via an app, either on your desktop computer or the more accessible way is via the iPad. And it's probably the best use of an iPad,
3: actually, if you think about it.
2: Oh, I love
1: it. Yeah.
3: It's amazing. Yeah, use of so an tidy. iPad. so tidy. Let's be fair. It's the reason I want to get the <laughs> bigger iPad, just so I have a bigger surface. I'm the same.
1: With. I'm not, yeah. oh, no, I'm going to. And I, I, realize, I was looking up last night iPads of 12.9 inch, and I'm thinking, well, I'll hold on, because likely a new, a, new one, yeah. Yeah, a new one's coming. Yeah, a new one's coming. But that costs more than the mixer. And I'm going to use it as a mixing desk it's screen. Just it's just dials and faders. Yeah. I mean
3: you could buy you could buy like a 15 inch touchscreen and plug it into your computer and then you can maybe do it that way but I mean mm, okay. yeah. accessibility Mark. accessibility so Steven suggested it oh okay. well I
1: did no I did because I you know I'll be honest I'm using this one well i' I'm, I'm currently using it as we talk I'm using it with the Mac app, but that's only because I've noticed something about the Mac E app and that is it really drains the battery um and the cable where where i plug my ipad into is too short to reach where it's meant to sit so for that reason the ipad just dies and i've got to shove it off into the corner charge it up and bring it back so long story short i'm using it on the the mac but yeah i mean it's i also upgraded my monitor as well because i i wanted something that i could see better with zoom uh using zoom on the mac which is the best way to to use zoom to be honest forget windows when it comes to zoom it's doable but it's just it's took funny. so many keystrokes. It's software yeah. driven. It's horrible. Whereas this thing, it's just it just is so nice.
3: So can I can I ask you a question? Because you were um, Sean to paint the image for you. Stephen was on the floor in his office wiring this stuff up into this little rack that he got, and you were holding this this pen like device hmm. that uh, was basically playing back your voice or lets you record like label things. This is an amazing thing. So it's called the Pen Friend. And okay. um, you can get it from
1: CNIB. They sell it uh, other places. I think you can get it from other places as well. But I know here in Canada, you get it in um, at the CNIB. Here in the UK, it's uh, RNIB that sell it. But basically, it's, it's a little pen device, a bit thicker than a pen. And you can basically strip off these little labels, stick them to whatever you want. And then you can uh, record what you want that label to say in audio form. So you you hold in the record button, you tap on the label, and then you let go. It kind of beeps to let you know it's it's detected it. And then you let go, you record whatever you want it to say, and then you hit the stop button. And then whenever you hold your pen up to that particular label, it will play back that message. You can do wait for this an hour per label. Wow, an hour! It's like an per audio. Book. If you're reading your, <laughs> you can do an <laughs> audio book. Um, you can even do cool things with it, like. Um, if you can set up a label, you can even attach it to audio files on the device. So, say you had a CD. I mean, why you'd do this, I don't know. But you could, for example, have a CD and you, you hold the pen over it and it'll suddenly start playing the music, um,
3: <laughs> which is pretty cool, actually. But um, this would be a fun treasure hunt to leave to my kids when I die. <laughs> just leaving this pen and tags all over the place. Why not do it when
1: you're alive, Mark? At least then you could enjoy yeah, that experience. That's a good experience. point, I guess. You know, I don't need point. to wait till you die. Um, but no, I mean, I think it's really, it's a really great thing. Of course, you know, like every piece of kit, and this is one thing you learn in the the blind world mark, uh, you know everything comes with a lanyard. I have no idea why, <laughs> but it does. Uh, so you get free lanyards with everything. I have lanyards for every piece of uh, equipment I own, especially um, kit. Is, yes, oh, hanging off our necks. <laughs> that's why blind people always walk with their heads down because yeah, they're weighed down with all this stuff they're carrying. Uh, but no, it's a really great piece of kit. I'll be honest, and I'm sure I'm sure Sean's going to think this way as well. You know the. The idea of some of the specialist kit can sometimes be a bit, it can put you off a little bit. Uh, And I've had this pen friend for a long time and uh, setting up all my cables, labeling everything, plugs as well, you know, just sticking a little sticker on the back of the plug so that I now know what's plugged in where. There was no point writing it down because I wouldn't see it. So I thought, right, this is it. I was going to do it in Braille, but then some of the things I was writing would be too long. So I thought, right, let's use this pen friend thing.
3: And I'm loving it. You know, calling calling it a pen friend, uh, you know, Sean. I, I think that Stephen's like it sounds like he's talking about his own little pet there. You know, like this is my pen <laughs> this, friend. This and is my only he friend. He lets me tap things, and this is my. <laughs> when I get lonely, I can I can talk to it. <laughs> um, can have a conversation. Things I pre-record myself. <laughs> you should do that. You should actually record just lines. And, um, and as you tap things, see if you can make sentences and have a conversation with, with different things yes. that you've labeled in your... You know what, Sean? We're going to go down to Stephen's house and do this one day when he's we'll not there and we're allowed everything. to travel. Absolutely. We'll change everything. So he's Guess gonna what this is. scan instead of, yeah, instead of Instead of line one into line two, it's going to be, Stephen, stop eating that cookie and give me a coffee. <laughs> That's the fear of you two ever got to my house. Everything would be relabeled.
2: <laughs> no, That would be awful. The trouble is, look, a great bit of kit fantastic what's the price of this thing it's not cheap is it i mean we're talking a couple of hundred at least oh, i don't no. think it's as much as no, that no no, no. i, I, think be- as much as I that. believe i believe
1: quickly goes and checks but I i'm pretty sure it's not it. as expensive as that
2: but anyway there there is as with most bits of specialist kit there is an app alternative to that as well and there was a new one that came out recently and as i brought it up i've suddenly totally forgotten the name of it Stephen. what was oh, it?
1: you're you're thinking of let me let me help you with this one <laughs> i think you. you're thinking of NaviLens.
2: Navi Lens, I think you're right. Yes, which does basically the same thing, except you print out your own labels. Um, Basically, Uh, it's like QR codes, and you stick them to whatever else, and then you simply, exactly the same, you record your own audio clip for that
3: specific label. Um, This is 148.93, by the way, the pen frame, 148.
2: That's that's hundreds to me. That's That's the same thing. That's not bad. No,
3: it's not. That's not bad for what it does. I'm not putting
2: it down at all, because it works really well. But I'm just saying there are alternatives out there if you've already got a smartphone and you've got a printer sadly i was going to try this out but when i came to try and print some labels out i found my ink had run out and or dried up and i couldn't do it but um yeah there's alternatives out there but these things do work well especially when you've got a you know at the back of your tv where you've got a mountain of plugs you stick a few labels on there so you know what you're unplugging when you need to it works really well
1: it's just, it's always that stress of it, you know. So Mark was saying to me the other day, we're setting this this mixer up and he's saying, well, what's that plugged into input three? And I'm thinking, now I can easily get to input three because I'm just going to feel my way along the cables to get to number three. But what is that cable? All right, okay. And I can just tap the pen friend and it tells me. Yeah. Um, I just yeah. It's such a simple device in so many ways, but so effective. So if you're looking for something to to label around the home. I mean, a lot of people tend you tend to see the advertising on this focused on foods, uh, labels, uh, you know, on things like cans of food and stuff. You can even get, um, th- th- it comes with a number of different things. It comes with the uh, sticky labels. You get tiny little ones that are ideal for the kind of things I'm doing, just tiny little circular labels. You get larger square labels for, you know, I guess for maybe tins of food or whatever. And then you also get magnets that you can put on your fridge. So say you wanted to leave your note for your wife and you both got a pen friend um Oof. you can leave a note saying you know like you would if you had a you know there's a little remember there's a little magnet board you'd stick on the fridge and then write a note on it I saying hate you and i'm You're leaving right back. you forever you. Uh, yes and 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 by the way <laughs> could you bring some salt with you uh, on the way back letter. yes uh you know you can just do that now in a pen friend and just leave that magnet on there so it's pretty cool you know it's, it's really quite good and i think there's a lot of benefit as well if i'm honest for people i don't think this is where it's sold but or how it's sold but I think for anybody with um dementia or any other conditions this could be something just to remind people of what's going on around them especially if they have a visual impairment as well. So yeah, well worth checking out pen friends available from CNIB in Canada.
3: You know, um I I'm watching at the time that we're recording this show um we're approaching the inauguration of of Joe Biden and I love watching these motorcades go by with these hundreds of black vehicles and then you see the the presidential limo ar- approach and I just wanna, I want to sit in that for five minutes. I want to feel the weight of that limousine, the armored glass, the <laughs> blast-resistant doors. And have you ever seen, ever seen the making of these things? I'd love to. Well, it is, yeah, it, it is. They they call it the Beast for a reason. But if you go to YouTube and just look up the Beast, and they really talk about everything that's built into this thing, they carry like vials of the president's blood in the trunk on ice. In case they well, ever you never need know the to, minute, do him... you? that's the thing. You never no, know. The not minute. only that, but he has a private bathroom that travels with him, so that I'd no one can that. collect his samples. Oh, I would love that. His DNA. Um, that's a dream. Uh, yeah, they collect that. Um, the oxygen. I mean, it's it's just insane. Although insane. I will
1: say this about the Beast: uh, I remember when uh, President Obama was over in the UK, and the Beast obviously travels with him.
3: Yes, of course. Why not? And bring it, it your got stuck uh, on a I hill. <laughs> It wasn't even a hill, it was just, just a, a little bump. like a tiny, it was a tiny incline, but because it was so low to the ground yep. and so long, <laughs> it literally became like a teeter It can survive
1: topic. a nuclear blast, but,
3: <laughs> but it can not get over, a, over hill. a ramp.
1: No, ramps are difficult for it, uh, which is a bit of a challenge. Uh, listen, bit of an update from you this week on uh, WhatsApp and Facebook, Sean, because last week we were talking and I was kind of going on about WhatsApp being the... The, the spawn of the devil, or whatever it was I was saying about it. Um, was, there's a bit of an update, I think,
2: you were wanting to tell us. Yeah, well, you, Is it less spawning? <laughs> it's less spawny. You weren't alone, though. I mean, we all jumped on it. Everyone jumped on it saying, oh, this is terrible. You know, Facebook promised that they, this wouldn't happen. And, well, basically, they went back on their promise. But WhatsApp did come out. And sort of try to clarify it, although I argue they didn't really. They updated their frequently asked questions and they pointed out the things that they wouldn't be sharing. But they omitted what actually they would be sharing. But the big (laughs) point. Everything else. Yes, exactly. But the (laughs) thing to take away from this is and and what they wanted to make uh, uh, clear was that. This only really affects businesses. This doesn't affect WhatsApp users at a personal level. They're only really grabbing the data when you're talking to a business through WhatsApp. Now, I've got to say it sounds slightly odd to me because I've never spoken to a business through WhatsApp. But, um, yeah, that was the point they wanted to make c- because Telegram and Signal, both of them, I think, went down last week because of the amount of new sign-ups they got, something like 5 million for Telegram alone. Uh, so people are jumping off WhatsApp. But I thought it was important that we sort of made it clear that they have come back and said, look, if you're using this just to talk to your you know, Uncle Billy or whatever or between your friends, then we're not Uncle interested Billy. in it. Everyone's got an Uncle Billy, nothing wrong with that. Then we're not interested in that data. This is purely, this only affects when you're talking to a business using the WhatsApp platform. And I think it's important to get that out there in case everyone's, you know, scurrying around trying to find another alternative uh, platform. But actually, it may be that you're actually okay with that. So... Yeah, uh, they just tried to clarify it a little bit more. It
1: does amaze me, though, sometimes that people who are so willing to give off as much data as they do, people taking pictures of themselves in every possible place and those images and oftentimes having geo uh, you know, locations on the image, which means that yes. you could potentially track where those people are and indeed where they, they've been. You know, they're so happy to give off this data. And then they get upset when they learn that it's been used for nefarious purposes by a company that you know they didn't bother reading the terms and conditions
3: for. Well, do, I, do you read terms and conditions well, for anything? No, no. I don't complain about it. <laughs> <laughs> I,
1: I know. And I, do, and I don't willingly give as much data as other people do. In fact, I very rarely do. I mean, I'm probably not as aware of the data I give. I mean, if you, I'm sure if someone was to sit down with me and say, okay, actually, well, you tweeted this at this point, and therefore you are in this location, and it told you that – then that would maybe open my eyes to even more of it. Like I say, I didn't watch the Social Dilemma on Netflix because I'm terrified to. Um yes. but I—it's actually quite funny. Oh, it's not a, yeah. It, it does feel like a scare more, though. It does feel like we'll be terrified
2: at the end of it. But I think it's—you know—it's it's a bit. The company should make it clear what they are sharing. Yeah, it's, it's, people sh- don't know just how much detail they're giving away. And it's, I think it is up to the companies to say, okay, this is what you're sharing with us, and it, then it's up to you to decide if you want to use it or not. Well,
3: do you, do you think, you know, Apple, uh, you know, and I haven't even looked at these yet, but I know they have have these new labels that they're putting on the apps that show you what information it uses and, and uh, you know, kind of key, almost like food labels. Do you think that maybe there should be some kind of standard that's created that really plain and clearly says this is the type of information you're sharing.
1: Yeah, but I think the chances of it happening are pretty slim, because you know this is it's platform dependent. So obviously, in this case, Apple have made this decision to do this. Google might want to do it, but they are maybe thinking, well, what impact would that have on our business relationships? On you know the the app developers from our end. I think that it, there's, there's not a cohesive look at this, and this is why. Ultimately, the problem lies in the fact that this is not regulated. Now, you might not want it to be regulated. You might not want the government in your business. Fair enough, but at the same token, there are some benefits to it. Uh, not yeah. all government is bad, and um, you know we're, we're leaving all of this at the moment up to companies, not you know not the government. I mean, people moan about the fact that Big Brother's watching. Big Brother isn't watching. Big Brother couldn't care less. Big Brother can't access your data because some private companies got hold of it
3: i a big sister.
1: A big sister. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Sorry, I was being very sexist there. Sorry about that. Uh, look, stick around. We're going to talk about the Samsung. event. Well, Mark is because um, I couldn't care less. But Samsung right. had an event and um, we'll find out if it was as exciting as I uh, thought it wasn't.
0: If you love Double Tap Canada, why not check out Double Tap TV with Stephen Scott and Mark Flalo every Tuesday at 8.30 p.m. Eastern on AMI-TV. The latest tech news, hands-on reviews, exclusive interviews, accessible to all. Find out more at ami.ca slash This is Double Tap Canada. We'll be back in a moment. This is Double Tap Canada.
1: Oh, we're on, are we? Right. Okay. Picker, I
0: did this again. You I did know,
3: again? I know. I, I did. You know what? I, there's very few times in in my life where I can mess with people. Oh, I see. So you think this is one up, of those moments? Pick on the, the blind figure, guy. Hey, that's nice. It's a power that's trick. Nice. Would you prefer to have the lady tell tell people things? I can. I can do that right yeah, now. let's do, do like. it. Okay. Here we go.
0: Hey, double tappers want to get involved call the show now at 18449711999 or email feedback at ami.ca and have your say all
1: right that's enough of that because you'll start wanting money uh, right <laughs> uh, let's talk about Samsung and their event
2: that was so exciting
3: do we have to <sighs> well, I suppose no, we don't should.
0: you
2: start mark don't don't encourage him. Come on, there's, there's some cool stuff announced,
3: wasn't there? No, there there is. Was there? This, Was is there, their, probably? this is their annual, and I love the fact they do this during CES or shortly around it because they really, you know, at the end of the day, they get ahead of everybody else, which is kind of fun, and it shows that they're not necessarily trying to lead the pack here. But um, So they, they finished their unpacked event, their first unpacked event of 2021, and they announced three new phones in the S21 lineup, but they also announced some new true wireless headphones, um, uh, the comp- competitors to air tags and a couple of other things. So, you know, let's start with the phone. Uh the phone itself will uh, the S21 and the S21 Plus will launch on January 29th for 799 US and 999 US. Barking. I don't have the Canadian pricing here, but I will uh I will pull that up in a second. Um, available for pre-order right now if you want to get ahead of the uh, ahead of the you know the line there. Pretty much the same phone as last year in terms of the size, but the camera module now takes up the whole corner of the phone. It's got like its own instead of just kind of a, a protruding notch. It literally is the whole corner rectangular portion of the back of the That's phone. That's pretty and, nice, actually. Yeah, yeah, it is actually kind of a nice design. The way they uh they way the way they included that it's compatible with the S Pen, which is the big I guess kind of feature this year, is that now you can buy some cases that you can pop the S Pen in there as well, which you know begs the question of how it's going to cannibalize the Note sales, but they they tend to you know keep the Note pretty business oriented mm. and pretty further along down the line, kind of like the September lineup, which is kind of cool. So the Note uh, they, the
1: Note currently on the twenty lineup that that's the only one that can use the S Pen.
3: Correct. Right. So um, uh, S21, obviously, we'll be able to use it. Uh, they also announced the Galaxy S21 Ultra, which is their top of the line, top of the line flagship. Uh, price tag is 1199 us it's got a bigger screen more cameras than the other two phones of course it, it is you know optimized for the s uh, s pen support as well uh, also available for pre-order and and they're working on an s pen pro with bluetooth which is supposed to be coming later in the year which has some new features such as you know being able to control presentations etc cetera, etc cetera, which is kind of kind of mm, nice so i mean it's a it, listen great phone uh, always the highest specs um, across the board, uh, and and you know Samsung really, other than Google themselves in terms of, you know native native Android, Google is uh, sorry Samsung is the one that people gravitate towards.
1: Yeah, I think it's it was interesting. I watched the uh, you know they do these roundup videos where it's like you know the whole event in ten minutes. I'd prefer it in ten seconds, guys. If the YouTubers are listening, they could maybe make that happen. <laughs> uh, but no, it was it was interesting to watch the, the the devices and like you say, that design at the back is quite nice now with that camera module. Uh, but the one that stood out for me was, and it was the only one I really saw that I think could be attributed in any way to accessibility was the eye uh, comfort mode. Um, a lot of companies are doing this now where they're conscious of the blue light effect. Which is a really dangerous thing. It's the thing that keeps you up at night. It's the, you know, the reason that you you can't sleep. It's it's all these issues that sight problems can be affected. You can potentially bring on a sight problem as
3: well. So yeah, and that's it's and that's baked that's, in now to the operating system. Yeah, and a lot of people are doing this in monitors now too. That's right. Um, and and they're adapting with the environment, so they're trying to keep making sure the environment around you is really, you know, the the amount of light that's actually affecting you is is kept down to a minimum, which is kind of neat. Yeah, um, and I mean, interestingly, that monitor that I got—the one I
1: chose—was a. I never get the name right of this thing. BenQ, Bank. I have no idea. BenQ, BenQ, is it? So yeah. BenQ, um, they do this eye comfort module thing in it, where it means that it just—it's—it's it's, it's beautiful. It means you can sit at it a bit longer. So anybody who's spending time in front of screens a lot, which is most of us now, um, especially working from home, we're probably sitting at them a lot more. Um, then I mean, it's funny. I saw um on the news the other day, and she said. <laughs> She says, oh, I, I really get annoyed because my son's sitting in front of that computer all day. And, you know, I worry about his eyes. And I'm thinking, yeah, but he just goes off that screen and onto a tiny one to play games yeah, or, exactly. you know, Fortnite all <laughs> night, you know. So, um, yeah. But, no, that, that's quite interesting. Did they bring out tablets or am I dreaming that?
3: Um, they announced the tablets a couple of days later. Um, a, a new rugged tablet, which is kind of interesting. Um, you know, nothing really kind of out of this world. Um, you know, obviously, S Pen compatible. What really kind of struck me were the the Samsung Smart Tags, mm-hmm. a because they're you know they beat Apple to market in terms of having some kind of trackable tag. They did, um, but a, a interesting design that kind of looks like the the Tile tags, all black with the, obviously a keyring attachment. What's the difference? Um, there's, I mean, ultra-wideband support so you can really pinpoint your products. You could actually, if you drop your keys behind that cabinet over there in the corner, you can actually be brought to it. It'll right. actually guide you to those actual items, which is really cool. But I think until these get really tiny, really tiny, like to the point that you can put them on a pair of earbuds, I really don't, I don't, I mean, it's just something else to throw in my keychain, especially for, you know, $30 each um oh, which is, is which is interesting yeah
2: yeah okay. I I, did, I didn't see when they uh, announced them I didn't see the price of them but they did mention the Smart Tag Pro coming later on as well I was wondering what the difference with that was
3: That's a very 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 good question I going to talk really so. slowly um, <laughs> I do out. this so but, that no, I can find out what the difference, I'll tell is you the difference the...
2: <laughs> price and yes. nothing else it, no, I'm, I'm sure it'll just be distance or something like that where it can pick it up. I'm sure it'll be something. Maybe group
1: function? Because I know that Tile has that community thing where you can, you know, if, if, if you can't find past, it, someone else might. Yeah, yeah.
2: Geofencing as well, maybe. Uh, yeah, I thought it was uh, good. And and the um, <laughs> it was so... I, you can't help but just compare it to Apple, can you? And you had the, the smart tags there. And then but going back to the S21 for a minute, the whole range no chargers in the box no main nope, uh, nope, no nope. Mo- and no they, plug and they were-
3: and, and, you know, of course, you have to laugh at that because they were the first ones to come out of the gate when Apple stopped doing that, saying, "Ah, ha, we're, we're still selling our phones with chargers. Yeah, they had the, ah, the, the image, didn't oh, they, a the, the picture of the plug, and then it's like
1: shipping with this or something. And now that's, of course,
2: gone. <laughs> uh, but didn't so, they yeah. do that with the headphone jack as well when that disappeared, when Apple yeah, did that? Right, yeah. They did pretty exactly about. the same thing. You know they're going to follow suit. Yeah. It, I thing though, Sam, Sam-
1: Samsung, I must admit, for, and it, because it's Android, I don't. Spend a huge amount of time on it, for, you know, from a personal perspective, because it's not something I use. I've tried; I've gone down this route, but I'm too baked into Apple, and I don't think that's ever going to change. I kind of wish I could break away. Sometimes you've said this before, uh, and Andy, where does Andy come from? Mark. Mark, Mark, that's the one. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> yeah, your yeah, name. That's I'm just funny. clarifying that. <laughs> I'm just checking. You know, sometimes people don't listen to what I'm saying, so I just want to make sure. Um, but no, so um, Andy, Mark, uh, you know, I. Uh, i i I know from my own point of view, I'd kind of love to do that thing where I could break off and, and go and do it, and maybe one day maybe there'll be a more of an open approach, but obviously at the moment
3: you pick your side and yeah you know, I've picked mine, yeah, 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 it's you know I feel like I'm stuck at a, in in the star Wars you know scenario where it just things are you know the world is looping and i'm like i want to get, 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 get out but i can't get out. i don't know what any of that means i want to get out but i can't well you know you can pick the dark side or the you can get the good guys or the bad guys steven this basically good guys or bad guys and, good to uh, watch episode like three first
2: otherwise it's all gone wrong oh, all right well, calm down you've triggered him calm down it's fine you don't have to watch ptsd
3: star wars. here comes the ptsd <laughs> i know the star wars star wars ptsd <sighs> uh, but listen, let's get a- to
2: the 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 airpods well, they're not AirPods. Sorry, what are they called now? Galaxy
3: buds. buds the Samsung Pro. Galaxy buds. That's the uh, ones. One ninety nine price tag. Uh, about two fifty in the Canada land. Um, smaller, more compact, with more battery life. Uh, nice design. Nice ergonomic design. Very available in three colors. Um, they're pretty premium in terms of noise cancellation, ambient sound mode, IPX seven rating for water resistance. Um, available for pre order now, and you'll be able to get them in stores uh, this Friday. If not, if not, are already cool
1: okay um listen just a quick mention on ces from last week a couple of accessibility products that came up there in particular uh and i was really glad to see this uh appearing aph the american printing house for the blind launched uh last year the mantis q40 that i was very excited about the bluetooth qwerty keyboard that's got a He's refreshable braille display i know i got a loan of one from humanware here in the uk for a couple of weeks and um I think it's the first Braille display I've really come to like uh, because it's got the QWERTY keyboard. I mean, I tend to use my Braille display with my QWERTY keyboard anyway, so it's just nice to fuse the two together. Um, it's just the price gets me, you know. I mean, it's 2,440... Uh, two, was it <laughs> two and a half grand, right? Two and a half. Terrible numbers. Um, but, you know, yeah, it can control, you can connect it to a number of different devices, your Mac, a PC, or your iOS with Chromebook support coming soon. Yes, you can... You know, use it as a standalone device, but it's really, really expensive for what it is. It's a keyboard with a Braille display on it. It just feels it shouldn't yes. cost that much. There is a lower cost one they did launch as well, called the Chameleon Twenty. Uh, that's uh, available for fifteen ninety five. A bargain. Yeah, bargain at a thousand less, <laughs> uh, which is the traditional Braille keyboard entry rather than QWERTY. It's got the same functionality, though, with external devices and some uh, the same connectivity capabilities as the Mantis Q40 as well. Uh, so uh, both of them will allow us all to continue to have Braille. But, you know, you've got the choice now of having uh, QWERTY input or Braille input, which is pretty cool. A few apps as well I saw that were kind of more around hearing. I heard that was the one a lot of people were talking about. A, uh, people who basically wear hearing aids who want to uh, better separate speech from surrounding noise might find heard that useful. And we're seeing this now in a lot of apps coming through with the smartphones, the capability that they have to uh, help you hear better. Uh, there's some really interesting apps. There was another one um, for those who are visually impaired, Help us navigate. It's called Aware. Uh, from Sensible Innovations it offers turn-by-turn descriptive navigation for users who can place their phone in their pocket and listen as the app announces places that they pass. Um, no details on that though as to where it actually works, because you tend to find these apps if they're not up and running or, or they've just started. They usually start in the US. And it takes a bit yeah. of time for other territories to come along. But it's out on uh, iOS if you want to download it. It's called Aware and launch uh, will launch soon for... Android. Um so yeah, there's a few accessibility uh, stories coming out of CES last week which is kind of nice. It's an area that you don't often hear a lot about at an event like that, but they're really doing so much to try and um and focus on accessibility. But also and this this will be featured in an upcoming episode of of Double Tap TV. We've got a CES special coming up soon we're working on it at the moment and um, you know, one of the things that I got out of the uh, the CTA, the Consumer Technology Association founder, uh, Foundation, uh, I should say, um, was that they're really working with other companies to try and explain the importance of accessibility in their products. So it's not just about saying, here's a Braille display, this is great. That's obviously important. But actually, you know, when that new smart fridge comes out, can a blind person buy it and use it? and I think that's a really important conversation. So it's good to see that the the foundation there for the Consumer Technology Association which runs CES are actually doing some good work here to try and promote accessibility uh within products that are on show. So, you know, let's, we don't know how far it will go. Um, you know, how what that means, but the fact that the, the people are in the room having the conversation exactly. is really important. So.
2: Yeah, the fact they're even thinking about it because yeah. it's all very well these well, you know, if, if people don't know they're there, they just assume they're not there. And when it comes to accessibility, you know, look,
1: let's be I mean, honest about it. We've said this before, but when it comes to it, uh, you know, Mark, you can tell me what you think on this. But when it comes to accessibility, I don't think a lot of companies even have a clue what that means,
3: um, because they don't, you know, they, they don't live in that world, right? They don't yeah, live think, in that environment. Yeah. I definitely, I definitely get that vibe, and but, but you know, at the same time, it becomes refreshing. Then when you talk to companies and you you bring it up, and it's not just a oh uh, this is how we do this. It's actually a thought. You could tell that it goes into their process, which is happening more and more, and which is what's encouraging about it. Yeah. Um, we walk is a smart
1: cane, right? So I've got my white cane that I use when I'm out and about, as the Sean. Although Sean's is a shambles of a white cane. <laughs> you need to I've get lost this. My ball.
3: You, I'm, you've I'm, I'm lost your on ball. I've told For the you second already to another
1: one.
2: Yeah, I know. You do but, that surgically,
1: you know, or I, you just go buy one?
2: <laughs> yeah, I, I was think just I'm tap- going to
1: do it surgically this time. I'm going to certainly insert it so you'll never be able to take it off.
2: I don't know what I do wrong. I'm tapping down the street, and then suddenly I hear, it blink, and it just rolls away down <laughs> the road, and it's gone. And it it's, it's terrible to use then. But, um... He
3: insisted on getting the gold-plated ball,
1: and that's what <laughs> happened. <laughs> <laughs> no, he he insists on using a cane which I loaned him about how many years ago? About I can't even six think how many years ago. ago. Yeah. Yes. And you know, you just battered it to death, basically. <laughs> um but you know, not buying a that... new one. They
3: cost money. They cost actual money. I know it's shocking. He's not going anywhere. Where where is he going? Is it being you know, a family yeah, exactly. rearranging the furniture? Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't matter. <laughs>
1: <laughs> exactly. That's right. Someone moved the sofa. So uh, yeah, get your cane <laughs> sorted. Uh, but no, the uh, there's a London startup called WeWalk uh, where they are selling a $599 smart cane. Uh, now, I'm always intrigued by this. We've had them on uh, Double Tap TV. You might have seen the episode. But this is a really interesting device. What it does is it tries to Take what the white cane does, which is to help you navigate yourself around areas, but it also adds extra functionality, in particular ultrasonic object detection, to spot hazards such as steps, parked cars, and even objects at waist height as well, like tree branches. Uh, So it's a smart cane. It also pairs with your smartphone as well. There's another few functions you can do with the app, like, for example, turn-by-turn GPS navigation. uh, Taxi booking, I mean... (laughs) <laughs> That's brilliant. Ask your cane if you can get an Uber. But you can. This is how it works. Uh, it's got its own built-in voice assistant as well. I mean, it's it's, it's an incredibly weird device in some ways. But uh, a lot of people do seem to like it. I've got one on loan from them. And um, I, I've personally had a few issues with it. I just find its, its weight is a bit of an issue. I think there's a bit of development to be done on that. Yeah. Um, c- Because it's quite top-heavy. And, and the cane, if you don't want it top-heavy, because then it just flicks up all the time at you. And you need it to be on the ground. I personally have a bit of an issue with this because I feel that these canes give you a lot of information anyway that you really don't want to be replacing or adding to with, for example, these constant vibrations that you get from the canes. So I'm not entirely sure what I think. Others, I'm sure, will have an opinion on it. You can tell us your thoughts. But um, anyway, the reason I bring it up is because Microsoft are now um, they're supporting the work that we walk are doing. And uh, this is our co- all coming out of London at the moment, but the plan is to, to, to do some work there. And I'm guessing down the line, maybe a bit of work with the Soundscape app. Uh, I could see maybe some work being done yeah. there. We saw Microsoft do this with Bose when uh, they had the Soundscape app going. So Maybe you know, the next uh,
3: uh, edition of the Windows phone.
1: That's right. Yeah, you've you got a phone in stick form. <laughs> Dialing the numbers would be difficult, though, wouldn't it? Um, but yeah that's pretty cool. I quite like these kind of stories. I like when this kind of stuff comes up, but um, what do you think, well, we, Sean? Do you want a smart cane? I mean, you you could do with any cane right now, frankly. Any cane.
2: A cane with a ball on it would be great, yeah. But um, no, we have talked about this before, and we've talked about, you know, of course, we love tech, and, and it seems to make total sense to put it uh, in your hand in, in, with the stick. So it makes sense, but we have looked at this before and it isn't quite, I don't think it's quite there yet. Uh, uh, There does seem to be uh, work needed on making this smaller and fit on the cane better, Uh, obviously, and get that price down as well is important. Mm. But I mean, the idea behind it is, is very good. Uh, Being able to control your phone. If you've got your phone in your pocket, being able to control your phone from your cane would be great. Um, And, this is the microsoft um foundation isn 't it where they they were specifically looking for companies where they could back and give funding to and give the computing power of their um their cloud computing service so they're they 're really giving this company all the all the uh, the help that they really need for a, a project that they see um, a future in so yeah i I mean this is a good thing right because otherwise, as we 've seen so many times before it 's a niche. Project uh, it's a niche um, product, I should say, yeah. and it, it's Very difficult so. to get to get the pricing down and to get the uh, excitement about it. So, yeah, again, I think this is great for obviously the company, but Microsoft doing great work when it comes to accessibility again. And the thing is
1: that there's kids now with visual impairments who want something just a bit cooler than just the average white cane. You know, they want all this. Oh, I say yeah. the kids because right. we're not kids and we do not want all know.
3: this. Um, just what sequ- th- yeah, sorry, what are your thoughts on? Because um, uh, I, I know the one next door you want to go to. I'm just curious what your thoughts are about paying for podcast content. Well, I. Um, I seem to pay for everything,
1: um, you know, in some kind of form. I'll tell you that the thing that gets me is is paying for anything on a weekly or monthly basis. I downloaded an app the other day called uh, Wallpapers Live or something. And it wanted me to pay seven ninety nine a week for the joy of having a live what? wallpaper.
2: Which was, was just a, a scam.
1: A moving, well, it felt like one. Uh, but yeah, a live wallpaper which wasn't even
3: that great. I mean, it was like a waterfall, you know, on your would home you, screen. Would crazy. you pay two dollars to get exclusive access to podcast episodes you wouldn't be able to get normally? A month?
1: Not, not this one. Um, but uh, <laughs> I not? would never. I would never suggest that we charge anybody for this one. Um, but would I pay for podcasts? Yeah, I think I would because if it if it helped raise the bar on some podcasts, especially a lot of these, like I think about serial or s-town you know those kind of things where there's a huge amount of work goes into the documentary style, I think there's a huge, you know, market in that that's you know, starting to be tapped, but not really been being done properly. I'd pay for that kind of content. Yeah, I'm not going to hear some idiots talking nonsense. There's,
3: there's a lot that. of there's a lot of chatter going on now about Apple kind of using that plus moniker on other services like Podcast Plus, yep. Mail yep. Plus, and and one of the chatter is that they might be launching a premium podcast subscription service. But they're not the only right. ones though, because Spotify, no, are Spotify's doing of it. it with Joe Rogan and and. Am- Amazon are buying millions. up a lot of, um, so of companies. Yeah. yeah, but yeah. is there? You know, I'm just curious. You know, like how many how many podcasts are you willing to shell out a couple bucks a month for to get your content? For? No, That's I, I don't thing. think it should be like that. I think it needs
1: to be. It needs to be. You pay for the the service, so you get whatever. You know, I, I think of it like Netflix. I guess you know you've got a yeah. range of podcasts in there, and you pay for the premium. But I don't know. I mean, maybe there's an option for extra podcasts. It, it, it seems. It seems like this is just an obvious. Netflix equivalent to me, you know, that and that's a bad not. thing because it secures, it secures people who do this and, and makes a, you know, potentially an income for them, gives them an
2: income. But we've had access to podcasts for free for so long. Is it too late? Are people going to? No, no, I'm not so. no on the contrary. Start.
3: I think that people, you know, if you have it for free and suddenly you start teasing it and you give people a reason, yeah, you know, I think that's the thing is you, you really got to elevate your content to a, to a level in which people feel like they're, they're getting something worth paying for. Yeah. You know, and they wouldn't be able to get it elsewhere, and it's that exclusive.
2: Well, I suppose you've had Patreon and services like that for a long time, and yeah. you know, fans will pay for something they love. So, it might be, yeah.
1: it might be a bit like a premium thing where you pay, you get so many for free, and then you get, you know, you pay for the extra. Or I think what will likely happen is Apple will just say, well, whatever's behind this paywall, you can have, um, and it will become part of the Apple One subscription or it'll be something you pay for independently. But would I pay £9.99, $9.99 for a, a podcast? Yeah, well, it, it depends. It depends what the offering is. Again, the content is what wins it. You know, it's why I would... We're definitely uh, not double tap, Canada. Definitely not, definitely <laughs> not. No, we're talking quality here. Uh, right, well, stick around. We'll get into your feedback and lots more. Stick around. Oh, and by the way, I've got a question coming up for you about passwords because I think I've forgotten an important password. Stick around. One, two, three, four.
0: This is Double Tap Canada. We'll be back in a moment. This is Double Tap Canada. Have your say right now. Call or text 1-844-971-1999 or email feedback at ami.ca. Now back to the show.
1: Well, you know what? I might be dancing along with that music, but someone in America today is not, and that is Stefan Thomas who invested in the digital currency Bitcoin in 2011. Now, I must admit, I don't know a huge amount of what Bitcoin is or what it does, uh, but uh, (laughs) he managed to buy uh, at the time when it was sold for just $2. Today, it sells for $35,000 per Bitcoin, which which means he's got a $225 million fortune. There is a problem, though. (laughs) He can't remember the password. To access his digital wallet.
3: It gets worse than that, though. Oh, now they cannot remember his password, but he has ten attempts before it locks him out forever. That's right. And and he has two more attempts. Has he tried password? Because <gasps> that's you know <laughs> maybe with a capital P, because that's one. Well, he, here's the, here's the thing. So the way Bitcoin works is that you need to store it in a secure quote unquote wallet. Um, mm. And the way these Bitcoin and these cryptocurrency wallets work is that, yes, you've got an email address and a password, but they give you what they call a recovery phrase. Normally, it's like 12 random words that have to be entered in a specific order. And and that phrase is meant to be printed and put away somewhere um, or handwritten away so that if something ever happens and you need to recover it, this is how you recover it. Well, he did not do that as as instructed, and a lot of people haven't, um, and are sitting on what they, they think to be millions of dollars worth of Bitcoin, and they just have no way to access them.
1: I mean, I get that you might misplace your Twitter
3: password, right? I, I get that.
1: But when something's worth, and I suppose maybe it wasn't worth a huge amount of money well, at the that's, time.
3: And that's the thing, I mean, that's is the that thing. When, when people had these, like there was a time when Bitcoin first started that... Um, I think there was one pizza joint, and this is when Bitcoin became an actual currency. It was the first time that someone said Bitcoin has a value. And there was a bunch of kids who wanted to order some pizzas, and they had no cash. And they said, "Listen, we have we have this Bitcoin thing." And the and the pizza joint said, "Fine, give me two Bitcoin, and and I'll also give you your pizzas." That was the first actual real world transaction which gave Bitcoin a value because now two Bitcoin are worth two pizzas. Um, so from there, um, a lot of people were you know people were selling music albums and independent stuff online for Bitcoin. People were tipping people with Bitcoin, even though it had no value at the time. People were saying, "Here, you know, this might be worth something." So there's a lot of stories about people who were paid 10 Bitcoin, you know, in 2010 that, you know, do the math. That's three point something million dollars today if they still have access to it.
2: And the wow. thing, I mean, it's tragic enough as well. But as every day goes past, because Bitcoin did hit a bit of a, a peak recently, was it at 41,000 or something? 50,000
3: 50, Canadian it hit and then it wow. dropped down to like 35,000 and then back Every up to week 50. it seems to be going down and down. It goes down and up and down and up. And here's the thing at the end of the day, and there's lots of opinions on, on, on cryptocurrency, is that it's worth as much as someone's willing to pay for it, right? Yeah. So yeah. you may you may hold as much as you want, but unless someone's willing to, you know, unless there's a market for you to sell that and someone to pay high dollar for it, that's when it has some kind of currency value. So I remember a, a radio
1: show over here, breakfast show uh, in the UK, and they used to have this competition in the morning where they would call you, you'd You'd call in and you would register to to take part in the competition, and they would call you back. and what would happen is you'd listen ideally the the ideal situation would be you'd be listening to the radio, you'd hear your phone ring. You wouldn't pick up the phone right away because every time the phone rang, they would put a value on that ring.
3: Oh, that's so it would say
1: like a hundred pounds and then it would say, Five hundred pounds. You think, well, hang on. If I get the next one, it might be a thousand. It's a thousand pounds. You think, well, maybe the next one will be. And if you, the next one you, you pick up on, it could be a pound. Uh, so you know, what? you could you could lose so much just by. And this, that's exactly how this feels to me. It just feels that like this guy is sitting there every single, not only every single attempt, but also you know every day the value is changing. Uh, I don't know much about Bitcoin, but if I had that, I'd be. I, I don't know. I'd be finding people oh. and ways to get in. But I guess you. you This is one situation you you can't click on the forgot your password link.
3: No, no, you can, especially back then when these wallets were created. There was literally, I mean, people. It's untraceable. There's no way to you know get at your money. It's not linked to a name or a person. It's just it's if you don't have those those you know cryptocurrency wallet keys, you're not getting that money.
1: Sean, you kept your cryptocurrency key safe,
3: didn't you? Yes, yes, it's absolutely fine. I'm a billionaire. (laughs) Probably. Yes. You keep it in the ball of your cane, right? Yes,
2: that's right.
1: <laughs> he's, he's the millionaire without the million in the bank. Um, oh. Okay, well, let's get some feedback because we've got some emails in that we uh, we can go to.
3: Uh, Brian writes us about Sonos. Sonos devices have a bug, so if you wanted to watch content using Dolby Atmos on the new Beam speaker, you have to turn off accessibility due to the connection it used causing a software glitch. Oh, that's kind of a good PSA from Brian. Thank you. Yeah, thanks I appreciate for that. that one. Yeah. Um, Greg in Pennsylvania writes about audio description on TV. Hey, Double Tappers, I'm fully sighted. Uh, My fully sighted wife has been describing what's on the screen to me for years, to the point where she often describes the screen to fully sighted friends who have to remind her they can see. Now that audio description is more widely available, she keeps it on even while watching alone. She says it points out things to her that she would otherwise miss and really enjoys it, even though she is fully sighted. Yeah, I think more excited people should try it. Because it is pretty good. I mean, it can get annoying.
1: The film London Has Fallen. No, no, no. The film London Has Fallen, Gerard Butler movie. There was the second one, I think, in that franchise. You know, Olympus Has Fallen and then... London has fallen. There's a bit in it where uh, there's a view over London Bridge. My wife and I had gone to the cinema to see this, and we were wearing these ridiculous headsets that you wear, um, where you you get the audio description through as a separate audio track, and um, we're listening to the description. And this dull, boring voice says, "And the bridge blows up, and then <laughs> kaboom!" And it's like it was so it just didn't get the moment at all. You know, it was, it, of course, you got it before it happened, which was even worse. Um, and you get this in all kinds of shows where, where for example, someone will be walking into a room and you'll be, you know, maybe it's a surprise of who the person is at the other, you know, on the other side of the door. And the person's announced before you see them. Now, of course, for us, that's fine. But for somebody who's watching it, who's sighted, it can be annoying. But they've obviously got a shoehorn in the description window. That's just bad audio description.
2: That's just, bad, description. That's just well, bad. That's yeah, badly sometimes, done. Yeah. I, I, look, I. I People who complain about, oh, you've got audio description on, I can't watch it. You are terrible, terrible people. Simple as that. There's <laughs> nothing wrong with watching... You it, tell them, Sean. Uh, yeah, I am. I'm Paul telling All complaints them. to Sean at... <laughs> yeah. I hate it when people say, oh, I can't have audio description on because the rest of the family complain. Well, they shouldn't complain. There's nothing wrong with it. It's just people don't like uh, something that's a little bit different and it annoys them. Well, get over it. I need audio description. (laughs) Thank you.
3: Uh, Email from John. He writes, uh, Mark, I understand you have a Lenovo laptop with a fingerprint scanner. Can you please tell me where it is and how to set it up? Thanks in advance, John. Uh, No, I don't and I can't. Well, I've got a Lenovo laptop. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Straight to the point.
1: Yeah. Thanks so for the help. I, I, I would. I'd love
3: to help, but I don't have a Lenovo laptop. Be honest, did I have one?
1: It's... I had a Dell. A bit. <laughs> you've got enough. Uh, no, I mean, the, the Lenovo laptops, That yeah, they do have them, because the one I've got has got one. I know you've got one as well, Sean. Um, yes, and I asked you the same question.
3: I asked you where <laughs> it, it was. I had no idea. Is this an email from Sean? I think it is. He's, he's, he's it's this too embarrassed is a, to tell us he doesn't remember.
1: He, well, he won't. Okay. He's, he's, he's actually getting to the stage where he's so annoyed asking me questions uh, that he's now emailing them into the show. Uh, no, on the on the trackpad, just the right of the trackpad, from the top right of the trackpad, you'll find the uh, the fingerprint sensor. It's just a bit of an indent. Almost doesn't feel like it's anything at all, but there's a little indent there on all the a little laptops. A little square, yeah. and that is the fingerprint sensor. But you've got to set it up. Usually under wherever you go for your PIN number. And if you want to set up a PIN, Microsoft encourages you to do that now. Or uh, when you're setting up the laptop in the first case, it will actually let you do that. So, um, you know.
2: Yes, it, it is part of the Windows 10 setup and it is accessible. Now, if you've got past that and you haven't set up your fingerprint, just open your Windows Start menu and type fingerprint and the very first hit will be set up your fingerprint sensor in settings go there and it's all accessible i would suggest you use narrator uh, for your screen reader as it's a little bit more Better. verbose yeah so um yeah but it is there just open up type fingerprint it's in your settings
1: i think that was the first time he's been useful in the show for a while Mark. Ah,
2: that's it, I'll have next week off
3: Yeah, I think you can relax now for a is couple of Is that how those works become, you know, build it up to usefulness And then eventually just shut the door And that's it, we're done with it, it's, it's all over <laughs> That's usually I goes around
1: here. Yeah, that seems to be the case um, Listen, that's almost it for us But uh, yeah, good one this week I have Lots and lots of stuff to talk about There's huge amounts of access tech At the moment, which is interesting so we'll get into more of that next week. If there's a story that you'd like us to talk about, maybe you've been uh, searching online, you found something you think would be interesting to for us to be discussing, well, get in touch. Usual ways. We'll give you all the details in a few moments' time. Uh, don't forget Double Tap TV as well. The greatest TV show on AMI-TV on Tuesdays <laughs> at 8.30 p.m. Eastern. I guarantee so you, in that time slot, we are the best. And, uh, we are the yeah.
3: best. It's just a tech show.
1: at that slot at that time on that channel Uh, and of course we'll be back here next week Sean, Mark thank you guys thank you
3: my pleasure I think
0: This was an AMI podcast. For more accessible media, visit AMI.ca.
2: Hi, I'm Red Sale, inviting you to download the latest episode of My Life in Books, where internationally acclaimed authors discuss their lives, their work, and three books that have resonated with them. That's My Life in Books, available wherever you get your AMI
1: podcasts.